fighting well is an essential skill for a healthy marriage, right? Yeah. It's inevitable that you are going to clash. Uh, you're two human beings with two individual minds, individual, you know, sets of desires. Um, and then we talked about some of that last week with teamwork and how to kind of be on the same page with that sort of stuff. But it's inevitable that you will get out of rhythm, out of sync with one another. And it's just a matter of time until you fight. And that's where communication comes in <laughs> because <laughs> you don't always know your way back to that path just intuitively without, you have to be able to talk it out. Right. And so that's why we're today. We're again, we're continuing our series on back to basics where we are presenting to you what we believe are four essential skills that every healthy married couple needs uh, for the life of their marriage for the rest of their lives if they're going to have a marriage that is thriving. So today we're talking about communication and conflict, kind of how those two ideas um, intersect and how to build a skilled conflict life in your marriage. So it's going to be a lively conversation. We'll see you on the other side. Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in. Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between. Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. found that no matter how long we're married, we still deal with conflicts and we still, they typically center around our communication and our ability or lack of ability to communicate well. Yeah. It's not, it's not often that one of us does something as an, as a quote unquote offense toward the other. Right. Right. It's almost always the offense is a result of <laughs> poor communication <laughs> where we're not, we're not either relaying information, uh, adequately or clearly and we are uh and that's that creates a low grade sort of tension yeah there's some dissonance and then yeah and it ends up kind of leading to a fight (laughs) usually yeah fight is a strong word but an argument or you know maybe some sort of just dysfunction so uh yeah i'm amazed at that i'm amazed that that phenomenon it's uncanny to me that we've been married going on 18 19 years now we just had our 18th anniversary we celebrated that one last time which was awesome. Last I never know when these things are going to release. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, it was a couple weeks ago, a week ago. Um, so anyway, we uh, we still are figuring this stuff out, and that's why we're here talking about it. Because we, while we don't have it dialed, because we are sinful people, unfortunately, and that we mm. don't live in habitual sin, but we're not perfect, right? Mm-hmm. We're trying to live in habitual sin. God is re- re- revealing that in our lives, if need be. Um, but the point is, is that uh, we're hoping that we can help some some of you couples through your own stuff and, uh, and give you tools to work through that stuff. So, um, yeah, this is going to be a good conversation. Um, but first I want to make a quick mention of our, uh, kind of promo we're doing, um, for gospel centered marriage. It's our online learning ecosystem. You can uh, get on board for 20% off for this month using the coupon code basics at checkout. I actually found out, um, from one of our listeners, they tried to go and redeem it, but it wasn't working. Um, so Uh-oh. hopefully not too many, like uh, my fear is that people went and tried to redeem it and couldn't and gave up and didn't say anything. And so if you tried that and it doesn't work, uh, I apologize. I, I did something wrong in how I configured the coupon code. It didn't apply to uh, the right thing. So anyway, go try it again. Use the coupon code, coupon code basics and you will get 20% off. And we hope that that is worth your time. I think it's worth your time and it's worth your investment. 
Um, another way you can invest in your marriage in, in uh, this podcast is by leaving a rating and review. And the, re- the reason I say in your marriage is because it's those ratings and reviews that help us um, get the word out and keep doing content like this. Um, and so those do those ratings and reviews do bless us immensely. Thank you for those who have taken the time to do that. I can't thank you enough. Uh, and then the last one. If you want to partner with us, uh, we would be so honored. And the way that looks is you go to fiercemarriage.com slash partner. And there you'll find a number of tiers where you can jump on board for uh, really any any amount. Uh, I'll say $5 on up um, where basically if you feel God calling you to be uh, kind of in, uh, what's the word, in league with us <laughs> as we do this work and that you're saying, Hey, we want to be a part of it. Uh, you can do that by going there. That's actually how we uh, support this whole ministry. We, we sell books, we do those sorts of things. We have the online marriage stuff, but Patreon is a big part of just our family's kind of um, just being supported. And we really appreciate that because who knows what's going to happen with book sales at any mm. moment. Um, but the patrons are the ones that we can kind of count on day in and day out to be on mission with us, uh, letting us do this ministry. They're the lay ministers alongside us who I would say in this space, we are uh, we are the ones kind of taking the, the lead, right? And so mm-hmm. you can be a part of that, at least in the fierce marriage, fierce parenting side of things. Yeah. So anyway, and finally, uh, fierce parenting, in case you missed it, we had an announcement a couple weeks ago. The fierce parenting podcast is now live. Uh, we've got four, five episodes. I think the fifth one drops this week. Yeah. that are there for you. Uh, and the reviews have been awesome. We're so thankful for the people that have done the early reviews on that and just the, the ratings and all that. But the point is, is I'm just, I'm, I love getting to explore a new space mm. with you. We're very passionate about the family. If you haven't told, if you couldn't tell, excuse me. Um, and we want, uh, we wanted to see God's plan magnified. And in re- as a result, we want to see his people flourish and we want to see ultimately, um, him glorified mm-hmm. to the max when it comes to family and relationships and marriage and therefore the church and society. So this is our lives, people. Um, and we love doing it. We love being a part of it. Um, and we will uh, keep doing that. Uh, Fierce Parenting is the newest way that God is allowing us to do that. So check out the Fierce Parenting podcast uh, wherever you get yours. All right, <laughs> let's get in this conversation. Selena, are you doing okay? Yeah. You seem a little bit under the energy, your energy Just because I'm is... quietly yawning over here doesn't mean that I'm tired, <laughs> oh, okay? Please. It's the afternoon. It's... I'm like, we just started. And I'm like, what's it going to be like? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I get relaxed listening to you talk. It's like listening to you read or whatever. It's just, ah. Just oh, a happy place. Okay, let's talk about communication and, and the, the subtexting you're doing right now. In other <laughs> words, I'm bored. I'm boring. Nope. I'm boring you. Didn't say that. <laughs> See, we're not having good communication right now. Why Why is that? No. Um, so we're in this Back to Basics series talking about all kinds of things. Uh, the first week we talked about self-control and what that looks like in marriage. If you want to listen to that, go back. It's not just like you know, self-control on your screens and that it's, we went way more into depth, uh, about what, uh, the, what the Bible and how the Bible would have us live out self-control and how the Holy Spirit, uh, produces his fruit in yeah. us. Um, and it's not just about like self-control, but it's also about like building unity, which go led us into our last week's conversation about teamwork. Um, talking about you know who we are as us we even had a team's acronym so if you want to hear that cool thing <laughs> i forgot about that. definitely go check it out <laughs> guys we're trying to keep it basic here okay but we each have a role to play on quote unquote the team so go check that out from last week and then um this week we are talking about communication and conflict which 
surprisingly, right, f- flows out of the teamwork <laughs> conversation because mm. ideally, right, yeah. we we would walk out these roles uh, that we have in our marriage, this team, uh, with all faithfulness, all submission, all joyful hearts and wonderful attitudes. However, that's not always the case. So when we don't have the idealistic uh, moment together of communicating what happens, well, typically conflict, our communication is broken down, we have frustrations. So how do we deal with conflict? How do we communicate through that conflict, in the conflict, around the conflict? How can we do this well and do it in a way that is is living in the light, which is what we talk about in our See Through Marriage book about how to have a a transparent and see-through marriage and how we feel like that is the way that God has uh, designed and purpose for us to live. And so this idea of of communicating with transparency and also communicating through conflict um, with kind of a vulnerability and transparency really is the path forward. But we're going to need some instruction on that. We're going to need to know how to kind of navigate that. So we are here to help you. And we will have five Ps to help you <laughs> in like, having your transparent what just, <laughs> i know sorry i, I have so, little fingers out here very, that I like do, 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 do. you know by the way we're working on getting video podcasts yeah up, so you can see selena's <laughs> pistol <laughs> fingers gonna be, finger guns <laughs> but that means i actually have to like get video ready <laughs> no more no, no more podcasting shirtless for me <laughs> well maybe that'll be your thing i don't know it's, not mine. Definitely not mine. So it's not like you to have like acronyms <laughs> and like P's. It's just that's more my thing. I yeah, feel like. I know, but you know what? It helps me think better. And we're trying to keep it somewhat basic. And I want You're the part. So the thing no about nonsense, but though. the thing about basics is that um, if you have basic, you know, acronyms and things that people can remember, then I feel like it can be more helpful. So that's my goal. All right. Well, let's let's. I'm excited for that. What are these five P's? Selena? We're not there yet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, I'm so titillated. Okay, well, you can just be with all the other listeners and wait till we get there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so we are going to look to scripture, okay? Um, we've talked about communication and conflict a lot on this podcast. Uh, I think we had a whole series on it, if you want to check that, uh, that out as well. but um, It was just communication, I think. It wasn't the conflict piece. Conflict I think was that... one of the weeks, I think. Oh, uh you know, we've done a lot of these serieses now. Serieses, yes. Anyway. So um, we are going to take a look at some scripture uh, about communication. It's filled, the Bible is filled with mm-hmm. how we should talk good to each other, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And right. so if we look, we can start in the Proverbs. Uh, Proverbs twenty nine eleven is one that comes to mind. Uh, a fool gives full vent to his spirit, but a wise man quietly holds it back. Um, that's one that needs to be like tattooed on my brain heart body everything because i can tend to get to the hot point and vent that's interesting (laughs) because it's not always good especially in light of last week's uh talk on self-control selflessness and really this is the opposite of having self-control you're giving full vent to your spirit it's like i just picture those uh you know like when in the cartoons when like the the, the gas meter is like maxed out and like the valve is starting to blow like donald duck like when he just yeah yeah, it's come you know and so that's there's no gauge on there there's no control on there it's just Full, full force, she's full vent. Um, and so there is a correlation between our communication and our ability to be self-controlled. Yeah. Um, and, 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 okay, and this is what we talked about last week at length, is how that fruit of the Spirit has to well up from within us. Because in those hot moments, yeah. 
it's not in your flesh to say, I'm not going to just blow up or I'm not going to just vent however I want to vent. It's not in or your flesh. Or even that I shouldn't. Like you may think those things, but. Right. You may not even be convicted in that in your flesh. But by the spirit, we say, wow, this is actually not loving. I can't just give full vent to my emotions because it's not loving. It's going to mm-hmm. it's gonna leave a, a, a pile of dead bodies behind me. And, the, and they're <laughs> going to be my, speaking. my husband and my wife and my kids. Yeah. <laughs> Metaphorically speaking, yes. Be crystal clear about that. <laughs> um, okay, so sorry, that's just the first one. Proverbs twenty nine eleven. You have Proverbs twelve eighteen here as well. Uh, there is one whose rash words are like sword thrusts, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Ooh, rash words. Yeah, Proverbs fifteen twenty eight. The heart of the righteous ponders how to answer, but the mouth of the wicked pours out evil things. Hmm. Um, we're also going to jump into Matthew twelve thirty three through thirty seven. So um, this is the passage where Jesus is warning us about. Uh, how we how our words are an indication of what is actually going on in our hearts. Mm. Um, uh, the title of this passage is "A Tree Is Known by Its Fruit." So either make the tree good and its fruit good, or make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For the tree is known by its fruit. You brood of vipers, how can you speak good when you are evil? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Uh, the good person out of his good treasure brings forth good, and the evil person out of his evil treasure brings forth evil. I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give an account for every careless word they speak. For by your words, you will be justified, and by your words, you will be condemned. Oh. Yikes. Ooh. Yikes. Okay. Um, there's a lot of context that we're glossing over there, but I think the the the, the underlying truth, not necessarily an underlying truth, but actually a really surfacey truth, is just that the fact that you're words have to do a lot with the condition of your heart yes and jesus is speaking in deep profound ways to the condition of the the pharisaical spirit the pharisaical Mm -hmm. heart in that moment um but the point is yeah there's our words are usually the fruit on the tree of our of our poison i I think within the context of just our conflict we can we think we're right, right? Just like the Pharisees. We have the pharisaical heart when we're yeah. communicating in conflict. Not that that's like a direct correlation or anything, but oftentimes we aren't hearing, we aren't listening. We're, we're ready to speak in haste without full understanding. Um, yeah. And so our words can be an indication of that. Of that. And so James one nineteen, I think, is the one that we really should be, you know, Uh, hanging our hat on for this conversation Uh, it says know this my beloved brothers let every person be quick to hear slow to speak and slow to anger Um, because what does this do Hmm. Um, yeah for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God sorry I was getting verse 20 Uh, so then there's encouragement to put away all filthiness rampant wickedness um, and yeah to embrace uh, meekness. That's so. so convicting. The anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Yes. Uh, and so often, so we're in the parenting space now. Um, and so that's <laughs> thinking about how we talk to our kids. Like yeah. that somehow our anger will, will, will produce righteousness in them. Uh, that's well, I think for us, case. us personally, like we, our anger typically produces angry words. It's not necessarily actions. I don't feel like you respond in action when you're angry when or we're having a conflict we typically it's in too many uh venting you know not thought through words or <laughs> a lack of just you know no words and it's just cold shoulders <laughs> so either way there's some communication with or without words happening but i think what james uh this verse in james is really pointing us to is that haste is never in our favor um especially when it comes to communicating clearly and with love and all graciousness towards our spouse like haste is never 
it's just never the way forward. Mm-hmm. And so when we, if we want to develop these, the basic skills of like learning how to have hard talks, uh, the first thing we can do is, I mean, look at James, what does he say? He says to be quick to hear, right? Because when we have hard conversations, don't just, we're not going to sit one day and say, okay, let's have a hard conversation about this. No, typically they are a response to, they're, they're spontaneous, they're a result of a trigger, there's a hot button word circumstance, or somebody used a wrong tone, you know, you name it, whatever it is, um, we are just in this conflict, it's happened to us, and we tend to be reactive about things. Mm-hmm. I mean, some examples uh, that we might see in our marriage would be... Um, You're looking it up in See Through Marriage. Yeah, well, just, I don't know if I need to look it up, but I just wanted to give some like concrete examples of like fights over finances. You know, they erupt when an unforeseen bill arrives or, um, you know, when you're talking about sexual intimacy uh, and someone feels rejected or hurt or you're both tired. Um, there, this Sometimes this is spontaneous, right? Sometimes you're not anticipating these things. Um, maybe there's just tension on the mm. surface while you're having dinner with your, your in-laws or, uh, you know, family and there's harsh words maybe exchanged uh, when sin is like there's a hidden sin that comes up and is exposed. Um, maybe you're just tired and worn out. You know, one spouse just condemns the other's work schedule because uh, the kids been acting up all day or um, maybe there's just this lack of gratitude. There's just something that is causing the need to have a hard conversation uh, with your spouse. And so Again, our tendency is to be reactive. Our tendency is to get defensive. Our tendency is to move in haste. So how can we have a proactive plan in place uh, when we get to these points of conflict in our marriage? So, And by proactive plan, you mean how can we build the skill mm-hmm. of conflicting well and using communication as a tool in to the end of actually having productive conflict? Yes, because it is possible, and I think conflict is, and we've said this at the outset, but it's 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 not only part of marriage. I think it's part of healthy marriage, too. Yeah. And that's what sharpening is, right? I, I think if any time I've been sanctified by a brother, a friend, and you, my wife, um, it has oftentimes taken on the form of conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't mean that we're you know being mean to one another, but there is a disagreement, and there is a need to kind of hash through things yeah. together. So. I would add one P here, and I'm going to put it up in front. So you have five P's. Let's make it six. Oh, boy. Six P's. We only give our listeners, we give our listeners the best. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Maybe we'll have a seventh by the time we're done here. Um, But I'm forcing it in, so pardon me, but I couldn't be the one to blow up the P train. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Who knows what that is? (laughs) Uh, Don't be nasty. Um, uh, So, yeah, the first one I would say is personhood, Okay. And seeing the personhood of mm. your spouse, because um, it's so oftentimes we we don't realize it, but we're viewing them as someone to be defeated and not and not our enemy. Yeah, they're our enemy. And we, that goes back yeah. to the teamwork piece. But we actually, kind of... seeing you as this woman that I, I do love, even though in the moment I might not feel the emotions of that love, even in that moment, yeah, by God's grace, I can like I can still say I love this really infuriating woman. <laughs> That's not you, though. I really love uh, you, but I really don't like you right now. Th- theoretically. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I think it starts by uh, by uh, in, in endowing and, I guess, reminding your heart that this person is a person. They're not just 
uh, someone to be defeated. They're not just an objective to be overcome. To she, beat and win, right? <laughs> yeah, she, yeah your, your spouse is a person. And not only that, but a person made in the image of God. Right. Okay, now, now I can actually calibrate and say it's not just about me. It's about loving well. Okay, let's get into the other six, other five Ps, maybe six <laughs> by the time we're done. For a total of seven. <laughs> okay, so number number B, <laughs> number BP, number two P. <laughs> um, the second P is planning. So if we're going to give it our best shot to have good communication through hard conversations, we are going to want to plan those plan for those talks and I know I just said at the beginning like we don't plan for these talks but we don't like a lot of times there are external forces things that happen right that we can't anticipate there's spontaneous events whatever but I think if we can plan a default kind of response to know okay we're gonna have hard talks uh, or this feels like a hard talk what do we do what's our what's our plan here well utilize the let's talk about this later phrase or can we talk about this later or I would really like to set aside some time later for you and I to talk about this more in depth the key here is to set aside time Mm. set it make it clear communicate it clearly so that the other person doesn't feel rejected doesn't feel like you're just leaving them uh open it's the things just open-ended and you just really don't care and you're trying to avoid them no the point is that you are having a plan that hey these bombs just dropped if we talk about them now, it's going to just be a disaster because I think we are, we both are emotional beings. We're going to have responses, things that we need to kind of sort through. So let's set a time after work or after the kids go to bed, that's not too late so that we can start talking about this, hashing through it, yeah. um, giving each other kind of the benefit to have the initial response, whatever that may be. And then for the smoke to kind of settle and say, okay, what actually happened here? How are we, how maybe am I at fault in this situation? Um, Or if there's some, you know, external factor that's happening outside of your marriage and you both are reeling, how can we have a hard conversation about this? Um, Okay, we need time and space. That's, yeah. Yeah. So we actually talked about this um, at length in our six week marriage core course. And I'm not going to do the whole thing because that's what the course is for. <laughs> but I will say that this, this piece to it, I think is the been one of the most, I think helpful pieces for a lot of couples yeah. that go through it. And we talk through it in terms of peacetime communication strategies and wartime communication mm-hmm. strategies. In other words, when you're in a peacetime, that's when you have different ways of maintaining that peace. Yeah. It, and building it. And you even. build strategies for when wartime hits. It's almost like you're building up your arsenal, not against one another, but against, against bad communication itself. Yeah. And so anyway, on that note, like that, there's so much to be said there. There's so much gospel centering that needs to happen around that conversation. We can't get into it here and now, but what you're talking about really is having those peacetime and wartime strategies clearly delineated so that you can, um, flourish even through the war wartime and get back to peacetime as quickly as possible. That's yeah. what you're saying. So again, not to do a, a plug, but I'm going to, cause this is our, <laughs> our podcast. <laughs> Go to gospel centered marriage.com. <laughs> Uh, use the promo code BASICS and you can get access to that module. That's one of the um, parts of the six-week marriage core, as well as the intimacy stuff, all that kind of stuff. But anyway, I just thought that was a relevant plug. So pardon me, there fair listener. All right. All right, number number C. <laughs> <laughs> these are these are, these are are ordered uh, with weird numbers I'm using. Uh, physiology. It's the third P that we're going with. Um, in other words, so physiology, knowing yourself and the fact that you are a, a physical being in other words <laughs> if you're realizing that a lot of your fights are happening late at night you know what i got i got a hint for you 
it's probably because you're tired. <laughs> or if a lot of your fights are happening, you know, maybe in the late afternoon, right, you know, before dinner, it's probably because you haven't eaten, right? Guys, we're speaking from years of failure <laughs> and yeah. experience. Of- and so you can, yes, and so you can think and act proactively instead of saying, we're just going to fight whenever the fight is such a strong word. We're just going to argue whenever the argument decides to happen. You can actually be emotionally kind of aware and emotionally mature and, and exercise and, some self-control. And again, we're speaking to ourselves too. We can be adult about these things and say, listen, we can see what's happening here. Yeah. Let's, let's stop the unproductive thing <laughs> and let's do the productive thing and say, let's put pause on this, press pause until the kids are asleep or until tomorrow morning or till after dinner or till we've had some time to let the, the dust settle. Mm-hmm. And that's called being, uh, self-aware physiologically and again we talk about that quite a bit in our in our book see through marriage is knowing yourself well enough to actually to to be loved by your spouse but mm-hmm. also love them in an intentional way um did i like you want how to you said it put pause on that <laughs> just put a pause on it <laughs> just put a pause on it just put a pause on it <laughs> uh, so okay that was the that was the third p quick recap um yeah okay so the first one is personhood remember uh, that your spouse is an actual person made in the image of God. Plan, be proactive. Uh, physiology, be aware of your physiology. In other words, why are you tired, hungry, uh, emotional? Are you feeling bored? Like what is going on there and how is that contributing to the dysfunction and the conflict? Uh, the fourth one, number D, <laughs> is place. I'm just going to keep going. Place. So sometimes people decide to have uh, arguments in the most inopportune <laughs> locations, right? You could be at Applebee's just enjoying a nice... Artichoke dip appetizer. <laughs> He's joking because yeah. I can't stand Applebee's. I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe we have bad chains up here. It's fine. It's it's the worst. So um, the key here is minimizing distraction. Like if you got the TV on and it's loud and you're having an f- argument, I'm trying to say fight all the time. Yes, that's that's probably not the right place to try and have that. Or you're at your in-laws' house, right? Or let's minimize the distraction. Minimize other factors or other people. Right. I know you can be fuming in the middle of all the things, right? Trust me, I've been there. And you don't mean to throw the darts with your eyes, but you do. You throw them hard and you throw lots of them. But <laughs> let's remember, right, that this is not the uh, the ideal place to be having our conversation because it, we are risking embarrassing ourselves. And that's not the first thing, but as we are image bearers of Christ, right? And I'm not saying you have to be perfect and getting along all the time in front of people, but I do think that as image bearers, um, we want to be modeling unity. We want to be modeling um, love and devotion to mm-hmm. our spouse and respect. And so, But I think I'm, I'm going to jump in because you said something that I think hit the nail on the head, and that is it is not an ideal place to have a productive conflict, productive conversation. And what you're, you're, you're assuming, and, I, and you should assume this, you're assuming that people want a truly productive conversation. A lot of people don't even want that. They right. want to win. Like they want to, or they want to vent. They want a productive conversation that makes them feel better. Yeah. And that's that's their definition of having a productive conversation. Right. And you were just you started going on like here's what love looks like and here how we here's how we love one another through our words. And none of this makes sense unless we resign ourselves to God's vision of loving dialogue. Yeah. Loving, honest, transparent, like gospel saturated dialogue. None of that, none of this will make sense if all you care about is venting or your winning, anger, yeah, or winning. And so we're kind of presupposing that that you that you know in that moment you'll be you'll have the 
I'm talking to myself, you'll have the emotional maturity to stop and say, all right, what do I actually want here? I don't just want to win. I want to honor God. I want to honor my wife. I want to have a, a, a conversation that enriches right. and deepens our friendship and, our, and makes our marriage healthier. Right. So these, these P's are part of the proactive plan, right? Of hmm, Two more P's. <laughs> <laughs> of, yeah, the default. Okay. Stop on the P train. Yeah, I'm, I'm frustrated with my spouse. We're having this hard time. Okay, first I'm going to remember that they're a person um, that I actually love and that's not just attacking me and that knows me and loves me also. Uh, this is not a great time to talk. This is not a good place to talk. I am not in a good emotional state to talk or my my body is is not in a good state to talk. Mm-hmm. So it's identifying all of these factors that that I think if left alone, your skills are just you're not going to have any skills in terms of having these hard conversations. Right. You're just going to be you're going to get washed away in one of them. And then and that's OK. You know what? That's OK, because there's practice. There's many opportunities. And God is so good to give us opportunities and repetition yeah. to uh, live in the sanctification, live into the grace that he's given us. So um, again, just identifying these factors and, that will help us have uh, better hard conversations. If that makes forgive sense. me. Did we get into number E yet? No. Okay. Can I? Go ahead. Okay. So number E, <laughs> preparation. Come prepared to give generously. So th- there's a heart preparation that happens. So it's almost like having this pep talk beforehand this, um, where you're saying to yourself, Okay, if and when this happens, here's how I can be a loving husband or a loving wife. Um, and that means, um, and looking to scripture, we talked about James 119 being saying, okay, I'm going to be quick to listen. I'm going to be slow to anger, slow to speak. Um, I'm going to respond well. In other words, I'm going to, First uh, Corinthians 13, I'm love hopes all things. I'm actually going to look at my spouse and say, what you're saying is not just the first way I interpret that. It's mm-hmm. possible that you're saying something that I don't understand. It's possible that you don't mean <laughs> what I think you mean. And it's not that you, it's not like you're, you're just you know, sugarcoating everything, but right. you, you, you actually are hoping for the best right. from your spouse. And right. you know how, you know, what'll happen is the first, second, third, you know, argument you have, and you're doing that, it may or may not bear any fruit, but what'll happen is your spouse will start to realize, wow, he, he or she is actually kind of expecting me to rise to mm-hmm. a certain level. And, and the way they're communicating is showing that they're like, they're playing, they're playing 3d chess here and, right. and I'm stuck on a checkerboard and I need to kind of up my game. It's not about winning, but it's about, wow, this is actually a more nuanced, more complex conversation um, because it's about more than just winning at this point. So, right. And I think, you know, we talk about this in our book about, um, you know, if you have, if you have some hard things that you have to discuss with your spouse there might be a lot of anxiety and anticipation around like, what are they going to say? Or uh, did I do something wrong? Or how will he or she respond uh, when I've told them this? Will they blow up or whatever? And so preparing to give generously when you know a hard conversation's coming, um, I think is one of the best things that you can do uh, in taking in really embracing James one nineteen, right? Listening and part of listening, you will respond well if you're listening well. So, I will ask questions if I'm listening and I don't understand something, then I'm going to respond with questions, which validates, you know, Ryan validates what he's going through, not an interrogating question, but an actual like curious, I'm trying to understand, please help me um, be a part of this because I don't understand and I'm having a hard time. Hmm. Um, So again, we can only hope to respond well when we've been generous in listening well. Listening is one of the most generous ways we can love and be prepared to have these conversations. Listening is one of the most generous ways we can love our spouse. 
Mm-hmm. Boom. Love that. <laughs> Love that. Um, number three, uh, well, this is under preparation. Is, so listen, respond well, and then expect uh, this third part. Expect the best from each other. I think you kind of touched Sorry, on I went that. Ahead. Yeah. Um, so don't try to assume your spouse's motives. That's always me. You know, I'm always like, he's just trying to be right. He's just trying to win. And we do that so easily and quickly because we know our spouses so well, or we think we do. So again, stopping those voices saying, nope, they're a person. Um, I'm going to, I don't know for sure. They haven't said that they may be acting like it, but they haven't actually said it. So let's ask questions. I'm not going to assume that this is what they're trying to get at and why. So, um, wonderful. And the last one, do you want to read that one? Number F, you mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Petition. Uh, so ask for help. This is the idea of, of uh, realizing that you you need the help of God, mm. A, through prayer. You need the help of others. We, we call them guide couples. Uh, that's part of the vernacular within the gospel-centered marriage ecosystem. Having that couple that you can go to, like especially when, say, uh, you know, you, you, you're arguing with your spouse. Maybe one of you has gone silent and you're trying to figure out how to love them well. You have someone right. to Or it's just the same conflict over and over. And it well feels done. like this yeah. hopeless cycle that you just get to this pass every time. You're like, we keep having this conversation. We keep having this conflict. He's not changing. She's not. I don't know what to do. Like, there's nothing else that I can do. We. I feel like we're at a standstill and I want to move forward. And I feel like my spouse does as well. So how do we... Um, we can't really do that on our own. We feel like we're a bit at an impasse. Well, because a lot of times some of your arguments might not be because there's a clear right and wrong. Right. Like we have one of those in our lives right now that we are constantly dealing with the tension of two like right. viable decisions. <laughs> two good yeah. things. And we just both happen to fall on either sides of that issue. And it's very challenging for us to not get turn into personal kind of like we're you know we're personifying the problem within one one another (laughs) you're the problem now not just this other thing and so that's a huge challenge and these guide couples will sometimes help kind of break the log jams in those situations they'll help you see clearly they can help you see it more candidly and less um with less intensity in some cases they can kind of diffuse those bombs and you can say oh it's actually not like worth all of this that we're having to go through right um prayer asking the holy spirit for his help and praying for the heart of your spouse uh, as well, that there would be a softening, that there would be a clear path to unity and reconciliation um, as they're dealing with the conflict. Uh, sometimes that just takes time. Sometimes it just takes time. And so praying again for the, the heart of your spouse to be softened, for your heart to be softened. Um, seeking help, I think you said this from a pastor, a counselor, uh, I feel like is very important and not something you should never have to suffer alone or feel like you should be suffering alone. No. Um, we are not meant to live isolated and in our problems, even though life may look good online. That's not the real world. The real world works. Reality works because of relationships. So go to those relationships that you can uh, trust that you can count on that will give you mm. point you back to Jesus, back to the gospel, back to his word uh, and help you through this hard time, this conflict. So in general, okay, and we'll we'll walk through these six P's that real quickly as a recap, and we'll give you a couple's conversation challenge. Um, but in general, this was a game changer for me, mm-hmm. just as a man uh, and as a husband when when I learned that you can conflict well. That the, a marker of a healthy marriage is that you never have conflict. That's not that's not necessarily a marker of a healthy marriage. A more obvious marker of a healthy marriage is when you do have conflict, that you do so in a way that is still God honoring. It's mm-hmm. still spouse honoring. It still it still holds your marriage in high regard. That's that's what healthy conflict looks mm-hmm. like, and that's a skill that you can learn. And if you learn it, 
you're going to save yourself such so much heartache, so much heart. You're going to have shorter fights. You're going to have faster reconciliations. Mm-hmm. We always say, uh, be quick to f- be fast, be quick to forgive and fast to quick to apologize, fast to forgive. That's mm-hmm. what we always say. So if like you're wrong, that's another thing. Like own it. Yeah. And that's a, like repentance is also a skill. I would argue that you can actually get better at repenting over time. You can get, you can be hold your your own self righteousness more loosely, mm-hmm. and you can instead look to Christ in His perfection and say, you know what, I'm not a perfect husband. I'm not a perfect man. I have a lot of things that I'm struggling with. And you know what? That that kind of comes along with being a human being. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean that the sin is ex- is excused. It just means that I don't have to act like I don't, that I'm perfect. I don't have yeah. to act like I'm perfect. Important. So learning that skill helps you conflict well, which will help get you through these hard times a lot more quickly. Mm-hmm. And I'm convinced that this, again, one of the key skills that you need if you're going to have just a baseline, just awesome marriage, right? If I could just say it that way. <laughs> Doesn't mean it's gonna be perfect, but I think I think it, it will contribute to your overall awesomeness, fierce couple. <laughs> okay, so uh, what are the six P's? Real quickly, I'll just go through them. I'm not gonna explain them. I'll just say them so that you have them at the top of mind. Uh, the couple's conversation challenge is to walk through these and get a plan in place. Okay, so discuss where you typically fall short and how you can be generous with one another. And maybe pick out two or three of these P's that you can specifically hone in on, zero in on, uh, and find uh, how you know different ways that they can actually, you can start thinking through this these issues differently. Uh, the P's are this, personhood, planning, physiology, place, preparation, and petition. So... Pick a couple of those, pick all of those, whatever whatever works for you. Go back, re- rewind this episode, write them down, uh, but go through those with your spouse and think how can these these six ideas or these six P's as we've, as Selena's titled them, thank you for the alliteration. Yes. Um, how can they help us learn to have healthier conflict and how can communication, like where's the interplay between our conflict and our communication skills and how can we grow in this area? Mm-hmm. And again, I remain convinced that if you can, if you can build this skill, it will save you a, a heap of heartache and it will give you a healthier marriage. Uh, so with that said, Selene, why don't you pray us out? I think I prayed us out last time. I think I prayed us out last time, but it's fine. I love talking to God, so. I already talked to God a lot. Too, so. <laughs> I have been talking to him this whole time. Pray continually. <laughs> oh, God, thank you for my spouse. <laughs> thank you for how he communicates. Um, thank you that you've given us conflict uh, as a source and opportunity for us to grow uh, into the things uh, and personhood that you have purposed us for. Uh, I ask you to um, continually grow the listeners, uh, sharpen them. I pray that they would be encouraged and challenged uh, and ready to jump into your word and ready to seek out the answers uh, and, again, the purpose and design that you have for communication, for conflict. Uh, and what that means for our marriage and ultimately for your glory. Thank you for your word that instructs us. May we live according to it. And Holy Spirit guide us and counsel mm. us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, that, that wraps up this episode of the Fierce Marriage Podcast. I want to make a quick note. Remember, gospelcenteredmarriage.com is your opportunity for ongoing marriage growth. How's that? When you start from now on, <laughs> it's your opportunity to have a gospel-centered marriage. Um, anyway, we hope to be a tool for you if you feel so inclined. We do think um, it will help you. Go to gospelcenteredmarriage.com and sign up for a plan there. Use the coupon code BASICS to get 20% off. Uh, with that said, this episode of the Fierce Marriage Podcast is... In the can. We'll see you again in about seven days. So until then... Stay fierce. Thanks.
Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care. Thank you.